You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hey there, No Labels, No Limits podcast listeners. Welcome back. I'm Sarah Box, your host of the podcast and the founder of Sarah Box Coaching and Consulting and co-founder of Sandbox Productions and co-creator with this team that you're going to get to meet today of the Sandbox community. And this is a special podcast, partly because the folks you're going to meet today, with the exception of myself, have never been in the same room with each other. We have worked together for multiple years now, but because we are geographically separated, um, and as we introduce folks, you'll see, but the time zones are funky. We've worked together on projects, but really all of them being in the quote unquote virtual room together is super special for me. And we're doing that so that you can get to see, you know, really, I think about it as pulling back the curtain on what it takes to get this organization, this team of talented individuals come together and create something so that our members in the Sandbox community, those who listen to this podcast, all benefit. And we come at life from a different perspective, each of us. So today, I really want to help you um, know more about the team. I'm the noisy one who's usually out front, so I'm not going to be talking about myself today. I'll do that separately. But really what I want to do is share a bit about each team member, both their personal and professional lives, what they do on the team, like currently what they do, because the roles keep changing and we, as we grow and expand, um, what else they might be doing professionally in their quote unquote real life um, and things that are outside of their life, out of their work life, right, that inspires and renew them. Um, and then I'm going to ask them to share something about a podcast episode that stood out to them and why. And if we get time, we'll talk about their Enneagram number and something they like about it. We're not going into what we wish was different. So anyway, with that, let me officially welcome the team, the magic behind the scenes, Summer Zisco, Maria Lees, Ken Pei, and Rupert Paul Simeon. Rupert, did I say your last name correctly? Yes, correct. Glad about that. As you know, when you read it and then you say, I'm going, I, I think that's right. So, anyway, hi, you guys. Hey. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Sarah, everybody. All good. Hi, everyone. All good. Okay, so you know what? I'm going to give it, I'm going to give you a little ease, Rupert. So, all of us are in daylight hours right now. I'm on the West Coast of the United States, North America. Summer and Ken and Maria are on the East Coast timing, right? Rupert, however, is in the Philippines. It is 12.30 a.m. for him. So Rupert is the champion on this call. He said he would join us, which is super special. So, Rupert, you and I have worked together for a number of years, right? Can you share a little bit about who you are and what you do as part of this team right now? And then we'll get into some other things. Um, so, hi everyone, my name is Rupert, and 
Um, I worked with Sarah for actually I can't remember is it twenty twenty or twenty twenty one, but um basically I'm the editor for the team, so I edit the podcast and um, videos. Uh, we actually we started with working with Sarah from a an agency. I was a part of an agency called Ripple VAs, and we met each other until I um I basically just uh we become one of her official team member for the production. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and when Rupert says he does our our editing, what he's talking about is he's been the producer of the podcast. I think I did one or two, and then Rupert's been the producer behind the scenes on that since then. And Rupert, it was interesting when you left and went out on your, on your own. My memory is that was because that organization, it was a value shift for you, right? The organization yes. you were working with kind of turned left and you thought this doesn't work for me or my family. Um, is that is that correct? And you went out on your own, right? Yeah, correct. Um, actually, it's because of a religious thing. Um, uh, I have a different faith from them, mm-hmm. and they are actually mm-hmm. uh, like building a new religion based on their faith. So that's why we parted ways. But yeah. it's all good. Um, I'm still friends mm-hmm. with them, and yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good example of how we don't have to agree with people, but we also can be true to who we are. Yeah. Right? That's right. Oh. All right. So now I've, I've got you guys on my screen in a certain order. So this is not about a preference. I'm going from my left to my right. So Maria, next up, can you share a little bit about yourself, your role here on the box team? Yes, absolutely. I'd love to. Well, um, like Sarah said, my name is Maria and I live just north of Cincinnati, Ohio, my husband and I bought a farm about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. So we've been kind of figuring out farm life for the last two years, which has been exciting, a little chaotic, but exciting. Um, in addition to that, we've got three little kids. So I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a five-month-old. So they keep me very busy. And as far as work goes, I own a digital content marketing business. So I help individuals like you, Sarah, to um, with any of their digital content needs. So specifically on the box team, I am your content writer. So I do the blogs, I do the emails. Um, occasionally, there's other writing needs, like I just the, the copy on the website or um, the, you know, there's just kind of a handful of odd job projects I've, I've tackled in the last few years, but really anything written kind of falls under my purview um, for the team. And I have been with you. Sarah actually was the very first client that I took on when I first started my business back in 2019. So it's been almost, I guess, four and a half years that we've been together. You Um, were just about ready to deliver your first child. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So you see me through a lot of life seasons and life transitions, Sarah. (laughs) My life has changed a lot in the time that I've been on your team, but. Yeah, you've been with me since the beginning, which I am very grateful for. Oh, my gosh, I feel blessed. And also, what was so fun about that was you. So I love when people decide they're going to do something new. So Maria starts a new business. She's going to have a baby, and she leads a profession, right, all at the same time. 
and super successful. But Maria, you left out one of the things that you've done is you you really do step up and take on different challenges. So not only written, you know, folks, you may remember, and if you didn't, we'll make sure there's links in the podcast notes. But Maria ran a really cool series that we did as part of our podcast called Moments with Maria, where she highlighted different people. And it was super fun and so creative. And it put Maria out front on a camera, which she was really good at. So um, anyway, that's kind of fun. All right, Mr. Fay, next up for you. Hey, well, I am so overjoyed to see all of you all together. This is great uh, to share with you guys. Um, so my name is Ken. Um, and on the team, I am the storyteller. So I have a, uh, a long career in the media and visual arts, about 25 years with NBC, Comcast, and Universal. And uh, I have worked in markets in New York and Boston and LA and, and just all over the, all over the country um, as a storyteller. So writing, producing, directing, uh, television and film, uh, commercial stuff, long form stuff, you name it, pretty much everything in the gambit, right? Um, and documentary work as well. So that all kind of falls into my purview. So um, I got to know Sarah through a mutual connection. I was on a podcast with her, and uh, we started talking about storytelling and the power of story, right? Well, that turned to us saying, hey, you know, we should, we should offer a heart-centered storytelling class. And so we did. We put that together. And that led one thing to the other, and I got to be with this amazing team of professionals. And so I, that's kind of what I do on the team is I oversee uh, the, the workings of Sandbox Productions, which is a full-fledged video studio. Um, and then, of course, the messaging, content generation, graphic art, uh, things of that nature. Um, I'm always into creative. Um, I spend a lot of my time out in nature to get inspiration. Um, I've lived in amazing places. Um, and currently, I'm in the southeast, so I get to walk around the tropics. And that's a whole different life than I had in the mountains in the northwest. And that was way different than I had in New England with the rolling hills. So you can see how my lens continually changes. But uh, I'm all about heart-centered storytelling and, and getting to know people and, and bringing out their story, their voice and their empowerment, empower people with their voice. Yep. So Ken is funny because we did, it was just one of those random, I don't really believe in random, so never mind, scratch random. It was one of those meetings that someone I knew, still do know, said, hey, I think you should talk to this guy. And my, you know, I'm really, I hate having extra meetings. And so I'm thinking, okay, I respect this woman. She doesn't waste time. Talk to this guy. I hit it off with Ken from the get-go, and I thought, oh, I think we're related. I don't know that we actually ever were, but it was just one of those things like family. You just connect and stuff, and, you know, a 15-minute call ended up being about an hour and 15 minutes, and then the rest is history. But it's been fun to explore and do some really great projects that our team couldn't do without you, Ken. Um, and you're, you're always kind of like that enthusiastic guy. Um, so... Summer, my original person, tell us about you. Well, I guess I can consider myself the OG member on the team. Um, 2016, I believe, is when we started working together. So we've been at it seven years or so. Uh, I, I'm just amazed just reflecting on that length of time that has passed and how much we've accomplished. Um, Again, my name is Summer. I'm so excited to be here and part of the team that we continually grow. And we're always changing. It's always a challenge. Um, I excel actually behind the scenes in 
the technology aspect of things. So I prefer to be to be behind the screens. I don't like to be in the spotlight. I like to make other people look good. So Sarah usually comes to me with some grand vision of some project she would like to create. And then she entrusts me to make it come to fruition. So I handle all of the little pieces to that, that fit together that make all of the technology work. Um, on a personal note, I guess I'm from North Carolina. Uh, I have a husband of 20 years, a daughter who is turning 12 this month, and um, lots of great stuff ahead, I think. Ah, uh, the preteen. Yeah. I remember being the turning 12 thing. Not fondly. It's an interesting time. Let's just say that. <laughs> it's an ups and downs. I mean, some of it is so great, and some of it is so confusing you know, but it's great. Hey there, everybody. I want to take just a minute out of this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast to tell you that we are officially opening the Sandbox membership in September. So if you're not already on our mailing list, please click the link below to either sign up for the membership or get on the waiting list for the membership. And if you click the link, you'll find more information about what's included, what our plans are, and better yet, you'll be on early enough to help decide what is most important to you to experience in the first three to six months of the membership. So don't wait, click the link below and join us in the sandbox where fun happens. We get to do a little R&R, little learning, support one another, and really grow and expand in ourselves, in our lives, and impact the world in a profound way. So come on over, join us. So I'm going to ask you guys, is there a question you want to ask of one of your other teammates since you don't, you haven't been all in this space together. I know Summer, Ken, and Maria and I meet weekly on business things. But this is just a fun space. Like, what would you like to know more about one another? Rupert, do you have a question for one of these guys? Because they're more distant to you. Yeah. Um, I, I, actually, I remember when I started working with you, I worked like, I, it's not, I, I mean, the first job that I did too is not actually editing. I, I don't know if you remember, actually, I was making like a script for you. Yep. The intro, yeah. So uh, I was kind of wondering if it's me or Maria who joined first here. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, oh, just good curious. question. Let me think. You didn't have a daughter yet. Yeah. <laughs> Maria just had a daughter. I think the timing was pretty close together, Rupert. I do. Um, I think you were doing different things. Yes. Um, I think about the same time. I here's how I would have to know. I'd have to go back to my tax records and look. <laughs> a terrible yeah. way to go. Like, how did I start paying these guys? I just I just get curious actually. But after that, just few scripts, and then I introduce my real talent to you, and that's how we shift the. That's the right. Yeah. Oh, I remember asking you, what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? Like, what do you like to yeah. do? Yeah, and I then he said, that. well, I have this skill. And I'm going, well, way to bury the lead, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how we, I, that's how I started doing the editing now for you. And yeah. yeah. Get away uh, from that, script. Because actually, I'm re I really, I really hate that. Because I'm really not good at that. So, yeah, it's 
it's always really good to uh, it's good to ask what people like to do. So Summer or Maria or Ken, do you have a question? Well, okay. I come from the Midwest. I hail from Wisconsin, so my roots are kind of in you know the green space and the farmland. So I always like to hear updates from Maria's farm. Yeah, um, it's been it's been exciting. I think currently we have a couple of cows, some pigs, some goats. We just got chickens a couple weeks ago, which has been kind of fun. That's more mine and the kids project. It gives us something that's, you know, little people accessible for us to do so they can go collect the eggs and, you know, give the chickens their food and water. And it's a little easier than trying to feed the cows, um, which your husband, he made the chicken tractors, right? A while back. He made the chicken tractors and then they sat in a field for like six months. And then we finally got chickens um, about three weeks ago. So that's been really exciting. And then the other new update is we, uh, we for the longest time have been farming with no equipment other than my husband's legs and a riding lawnmower. And um that's been challenging. So we, <laughs> we've been making it work, but we bought a UTV this week, actually. And it's been great. We've been doing nightly rides on the farm. We'll scrap the kids in the back and, and everybody goes out and it's just been a really good time. The farm equipment begins. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's truly inspiring that you would, you have a farm, first of all, is like, wow, that's awesome. And then that you actually work it. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> and all the work that goes into it. Wow. Yeah. So you guys, uh, I have a question for each of you. Um, is what What is something outside of work? And Maria, I think you've shared a little bit. I want you to dig down and think a little more just in case. But what is something outside of work that you turn to for motivation or like when you're just kind of tired that rejuvenates you? Like what gets your spark going again? Anyone? Well, for me, I can say, uh, for me, I, I do, I'm an artist. Uh, I always look through the lens, whether that lens is on a canvas or it's actually through a camera. And so for me, photography is a big part of that, or I'll make digital art is another big part of that. Um, time in nature, just taking in what's around me and actually hearing the actual sounds around you, right? You can hear the breeze, you can hear the flapping of the birds or the, the whoosh of the waves and the way the water sounds across the rocks when it ripples back and it makes that little sound. You just, the sounds of nature, being in nature is always recharging for me. Um, and I'm a person of faith too. So I, I try to walk in that and be very mindful of what is around me and, and just the, the beauty of it all. And that kind of recharges my set to get back into it and keep going. And then I'm charged by people. I love people. I love getting the story and hearing their story and talking them through the story. And I'm always visualizing what that would look like, either, you know, just to create a story. Um, and one of the things I've been tapped on recently actually is to illustrate a children's book. Um, and so that's something that I'm going to be putting my efforts toward too in that creative sphere when I have time. So yeah, just recharge. Creativity is a recharger for me. What about yeah. the rest of you guys? Yeah, I kind of agree with, um, Ken because I kind of relate to him because that's how I recharge myself too. Um, as you know, I'm also a photographer in the, during the day. So my uh, 
my other sideline is I do wedding photography and um for birthdays and stuff like that. So for me, um getting behind the camera as well as it's like um it's like a therapy for me. Uh, it makes me like especially when I'm capturing those moments and it just makes me feel, oh, I like that. Then I have something that I can work with later tonight to like make the picture more beautiful and stuff like that. Um, but although unlike Ken, he said that he's, he recharged with people. He likes talking to people. I'm kind of opposite. <laughs> so my recharge is being alone or just spending time with my daughter or, but, um what i love most is just being alone um when like sitting back and outside um watching watching uh, cars go go stuff like that reading and drawing some stuff so yeah that's the only difference for me with ken <laughs> yeah so you're not gonna you're not gonna want to go talk to a bunch of people you just want to go internal and reflect and enjoy what you're seeing Right. Yeah, that's that's my recharge because I always talk to people in the morning, so it kind of like a rest for me to have a time for myself. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Summer and Maria? Well, oh, well, for me, I um, I also have some overlap with Ken. <laughs> it kind of depends on the circumstances and what is making me feel drained, I guess. Um, but my go-tos would be either like some quiet reflection time. I'm also a person of faith, so time with prayer and journaling and reflecting is always good or time with people. My, you know, if I could design a perfect day for myself, it would probably include both like a good cup of coffee and some prayer time in the morning and then sitting on my couch, probably drinking more coffee and chatting with a really good friend. Those would be my my restoration activities. Ah, uh, coffee. You gotta love it. Okay, Summer, batter up. You're up. It's funny that we're all together in the same place and we come from very similar threads. Um, I have an overlap with all of you in the fact that I recharge through nature. Uh, I love my green space. I'm here in the big city now, which is a far cry from my little town of 9,000 people. Um, we're at a million now, so it's hard to find that green space, but really that's where I, I recharge. I refill my cup. I, I find time to reflect and quiet all the noise around me. I am kind of similar to Rupert in the fact that I would rather not be around people. Um, I, I can tolerate people for so long and then I just kind of need to like regress and, and <laughs> introvert myself to find that peace so that I can face the day again. Um, so I guess uh, in small doses, nature works wonders for me. In large doses, I love a vacation to the beach. That's a true story, Summer. You know, Summer's someone I'm really inspired by because she has, when I first met her, yeah, she wouldn't, even if she went on vacation, she was never out of touch with me. And I'm thinking, okay, that is too much like me. I don't want to be reinforced in my own bad behavior. So over the years, Summer's been so good about adding in space for herself. And I love it like when you go on vacation to the beach because we always get pictures, sometimes of iguanas and the sand and stuff. But it, it's so great to see you give yourself space and enjoy the sunshine because that's like your, that's your thing. 
Well, we learn this from each other to take time, carve out time, intentionally set time aside on our calendars to recharge, refresh, reflect. And to me, vacationing and unplugging is kind of a big part of that. So I think over the years, we've been a, a positive influence on each other when it comes to scheduling time away. I agree. And my next thing is doing more and more remote. Like, I I took some remote time this year, and I'll be taking more. I'm just giving you guys that as a head up, heads up. So it'll be like, I'll be talking to you, but I don't know where I'll be talking to you from. And it really doesn't matter because we get to connect as seen here. So you guys, um, so each of you, Rupert, do you know your Enneagram type? Uh, um, actually, I... <laughs> you might not. Yeah, I know. Okay, that's fair. You don't have to know it. I just didn't know if you did know it, because if you <laughs> did know it, I don't want to exclude you. Um, but if you don't know it, that's a-okay. So, um, but I do want to ask each of the rest of you what your Enneagram number is and what you appreciate about it. And the reason I want to focus on appreciate is we are all, as human beings, really quick to pick out what we would like to be better at. And we, regardless of what we could be better at or show up different as, there are some really unique things about each of us that make that make the whole pie work, if you will. So um, anybody want to offer a thought on that? I can start with that. Um, so I, I recently learned that I'm a number two, um, which is like a very considerate helper. I, best, I think that's what that is referred to as. But that's that. Um, and it makes sense when I think about it all my life. Um, it's a very warm. It's very, um, it's that open heart to, to the world. Um, that is something that knowing that the Enneagram part is just helped me figure out the mystery of why I am the way I am. But all my whole life, I've been a storyteller and someone involved with people and always involved. So what I like about that piece of it, though, is and while my heart is a wide open uh, and I embrace all sorts of the world. Right. Um, it does allow me to see the world through a lens of hope and light and to work through some somebody's story or to help them through something that's very tragic in their life but allowed me to kind of embrace that i'm very empathetic uh, i'm definitely an empath and so it allows me to kind of to kind of get in there a little bit to kind of to kind of just to feel it enough that then i can do something for them or help them i really want to be helpful <laughs> so and so um and then what i found in my my career choice is that's exactly where i find myself i'm in a very honored and privileged place to be to be a storyteller, to be a writer or a director, to to help people get through their story, to present it to the world. And it allows me to to have that lens in which to do that and to really listen and to then reflect that back to them. So that's something I find with that Enneagram. Thanks, Ken. Don't all rush in, Summer Maria. I'll jump in. All right. Um, I'm a number six, which I guess traditionally they call the loyalist. Um, the favorite part about my personality type in the Enneagram is just, I guess, that I'm detailed oriented. I'm a problem solver. I seek to learn. I always want to help try to fix whatever it is that's wrong. And so I have like this collective knowledge in my head of all sorts of 
semi-useless and other useful things, but I just have a general knowledge of all sorts of things, which makes life really interesting. And I actually enjoy when people come to me so that I can be a mentor to them, because that's something that I really was missing as I was growing up. I didn't really have anybody to look up to. So now that I'm, you know, over 40, I guess I can have people look up to me. You ha- I, this is what I said yesterday. I said, I've had enough time on the planet that I can contribute to other people. <laughs> like, it's yeah. been around the block, right? So uh, I think there's a there's a place, and you do get to help mentor other people. Mm-hmm. So, what about you, Maria? You're muted, my friend. Oops, sorry. Didn't realize that I had muted myself. Don't worry, editing takes care of it. Great. I am a nine, um, which is traditionally known as the peacekeeper. And I think what I enjoy the most about um, my number, my personality type, is that it, my my peacekeeping mediator kind of nature makes me, um, I think, naturally understanding of different people's perspectives. Like in most cases, I really can kind of put myself in someone's shoes and understand how they probably are thinking or feeling in a situation. May not always agree with people's perspectives, but I usually can wrap my head around like, okay, I get why you're feeling that way. I get why you're thinking that way. Um, And that has helped me tremendously both in, you know, just forming relationships with other people but also helping other people, I think, to um, mediate conflict or, you know, deal with difficulties in relationships, helping them to understand what the other person might be thinking or feeling. Um, when they really just don't get it, I usually kind of can get it and explain it. So that's been helpful in my life. Boy, that's, that is helpful. When I know for me, like, if I have a concept and I'm stuck with it having someone bring come from a different perspective like you're saying Marie and say oh yeah maybe this or maybe that it sometimes it's like it just lets something click right because you're not saying how I should feel but you can relate right and um and you're right the Enneagram 9 is pretty special that way because they can relate to people all the way around the Enneagram wheel so you're a little gem, as each of you are on the team. So I had a question. I told you guys I was going to ask about a previous podcast episode, but I just had a different question pop up. So I hope you guys will play along with me. You know, we have been sharing on the podcast and in our writing about the Sandbox community. And I'm sitting here looking at our little miniature community right here of our team. And I want to ask each of you because you are members in the Sandbox community, and as we welcome other members, when you think about community, however you define it for yourself, what are the benefits of being in community for you? For me, it's the collective knowledge base, because when I have a problem that I can't solve, which is something that I pride myself on being able to do, I've kind of maxed out all of my resources. So I like this idea of a community, a collective knowledge that I can tap into at any given time. And as you mentioned early on in this podcast, we all have such different lenses that we approach life through. And so that's another 
advantage um, of tapping into that group. Totally agree. What about you, Ken? I absolutely agree with Summer on that. There's a there's a combined strength to a community coming together. And of course, I would say that as a two, right? That to encourage one another in that and to grow one another in that, to learn from one another. And honestly, to share that human experience that we all share every day. We just don't ever really think about that, but we all have our trials, tribulations, and victories. And having a community in which that can be shared in a professional way where you can pull the strengths from one another and actually build and create something brand new. When you put a, a lot of people into a room, the ideas spin back and forth and they bounce around like a ping pong ball. And, you know, as, as a director, I always see it as a, a lightning rod of creative chaos that I have to direct into some sort of a production. The same thing can happen in the sandbox. That's a place where these ideas, uh, questions come up, uh, talents are involved, and now suddenly you have an orchestra. You create a symphony from all of that, and you can then do something else with that. So it spins into something more. And it's just constantly co-creating. Rupert, what about you and community? Um, for me, like what Ken and Summer said, um, the the best thing for me having a community is the support. Um, support does not mean like just. I mean, it does not really mean necessarily that people will just help you or stuff like that, but. The support is knowing that there will be people that you can ask or you can share your victories, your little success. There's, there's people that you can um, relate to when you think that you're having a hard time, but then you will realize that um, other people also uh, is having same kind of problem, but they have survived it. They have gone through with it with... Uh, I mean, they survive it gracefully. So I think the, having support that you can ask so how they do it, I mean, gives you an idea of, yeah, I can also do it myself mm -hmm. too. So I can, I think I can survive this. So for me, that's the best thing about having a community. Miss Maria. Um, you know, I would agree with everything that has been shared so far. I think what I would add is, Seeing the examples of other people doing great things, you know, which we see all of the time in our community and, and they're different things. Everybody's got different projects, different goals, different ways they're trying to grow. But seeing the example of other people doing great things, it raises the bar for me for what I believe that I'm capable of achieving. And so, you know, I might think that, you know, because of my own limiting beliefs, I can only do, you know, X, Y, or Z, but then I go in, into the community or and I see those other examples of other people that are stretching and that are pushing and that are growing. And it helps me to realize that, you know, the bar that I set for myself maybe isn't high enough and that I can stretch and reach for more. So just a heads up, Rupert, now that I know something I didn't know about you before, we in the community, we've asked Ken to do some, um, I'm not going to just say photography because he's got graphic art, as do you. Um, but, you know, we really are going to have a corner for people to to look at life or imagery and stuff through different lenses to see how people perceive the same thing differently. Because that kind of can unlock, you know, like any log jams in our thinking or going to your point, Rupert. Wow, there's a different way of looking at this, you know, and sometimes those little aha moments, they're just so great when we are, you know. We think we're seeing things the way things are, quote unquote, like this is how it is. It's so tough or 
has to be this way. And someone says, really, I did it this way. Or what about if you looked at it this way? And sometimes the right question at the right time, not a solution necessarily, but just the right question opens something for you. So um, and I'm giving you that heads up because now that I know that photography is one of your jams, we'll be looking for insights from you as well. Um, you can share sure. it. Okay, cool. Um, all right, you guys. So this is the last question. So before I ask it, I want to ask you, since we've been chatting, do any of you have a question? You're going, oh, I wish Sarah would ask this. Do you have one of those questions? Not so much a question, but just a comment that it, it is so amazing to, I'm the newest one to the group. <laughs> and I've been with you guys for about almost two years at least. Um, but with that said, it's it's just amazing that this team that is remote, that is different, uh, I just find it so inspiring, so aligning, so thought-provoking and inspiring that it, I take what I learn here and I use it in other other avenues that I'm working in, or I, I refer back to this group as the group to have a foundation with. Um, and I just want to share that, that this is wonderful. And I, I am so looking forward to our sandbox community in which to grow that out even further. Um, so many more people out there that have such amazing talents and such amazing hearts and to share that and to grow that together. And there's nothing that we can't do together. And so I just wanted to say that comment that I really appreciate that. Yep, I'm feeling like it's a big old family. For me, all of you, even though like we, they start as these one-off relationships, to me, all of you are family. I mean, I think about you as family. I worry, I worry about you when there's weird stuff going on in your part of the world. You know it. I'll send you emails and going, are you okay? What's going on over there? We're not getting information or, you know, just checking in. Um, so, Ken, I think that's a great observation. Anything else from anyone else? Yeah, um, I'm just gonna add from what Ken said. Uh, actually, uh, I've been I have been working with other clients and teams before, and so far, uh, this team feel really feels like family, as what Ken said. Because um, I I don't feel like we're 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 like employees, or we, I don't feel like we're just um, gathering here just because we have a job to do or something. I like how Sarah also checks on us, uh, especially when during um, emergency times. So if I <laughs> like, I, if I was hit by a typhoon, she would just email me, um, checking up on me. So I, I really love that. I know other clients, I have experienced that kind of, um, um, I mean that kind of relationship with what we have here in um, Starbucks team uh, yeah. thanks rupert i appreciate when i hear back from people because i'm thinking oh i'm so worried about them and then when you were off island i mean for the longest time remember it was a year ago when you guys got hit by the typhoons and you were down i mean you didn't have any communication and i'm thinking what's happening and finally i hear from you we're on a different island i finally have connection so anyway my little over worry part comes up so thanks for that rupert Okay. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. It's I when I say it's my pleasure, it really is my pleasure. So um last question. We you know, we've talked about podcasts. We're gonna issue this as a podcast episode, but I've been asking previous podcast guests or in current upcoming ones as well to share a podcast episode 
that they listened to and took something away from. And the reason I'm doing that is, you know, people give time to be on our podcast to share their expertise and knowledge. And yes, I know it's a benefit to them to have access to this audience. But at the same time, what brought them to the place in which they could share often involves many years, some tough experiences, some big aha moments. And so I like to hear back from folks like, what are they taking away from them? Um, so that I can then share that back out into the world. And we do that as a separate little pullout also for our pay it forward. I think we call it paper. I don't know what we call it, but we do it. So I want to go around the room, if you will, the virtual room, and ask each of you about a podcast episode you listened to, recent or not, something you liked about it. And if you could share the name of the guest and the podcast number, that would be super helpful. Well, I, yeah. I don't mind. I can start if you want. So there was one about uh, thriving in the storm, and I, that was with uh, Bill Murphy, and I believe it was number 285. Not mistaken. Um, what I what really spoke to me about that is the finding your footing, no matter where you are and what's going on in your life, um, and and becoming coming through that with resilience, coming through that with confidence, right? Uh, so you're ready for the next storm in a way, right? The storms of life always happen. Um, but what I found even more that really kind of struck me was that whole idea that we everyone strives to be the best they can be with everything they ever do, right? We're the best this and the best that. Well, the truth is we're all human. Yeah. We, we can't be the best at anything or everything. We can be really good at it. But the, he had a thought about that you don't have to be exceptional. You don't have to have that exceptional talent or resource to achieve something extraordinary. And that kind of resonated with me a little bit because, it, you, you, you know, there's, there's any gifts that we all have that can be unlocked by others. And we all hold a key to someone else's door. Um, and when that's someone coming into your life, you're able to unlock that door for them. They discover that any talent that they've always had. And then now, oh my goodness, they're flying. And that's what a community can do is unlock those doors for one another. And so that you can do extraordinary things. It's okay. Um, and you just got to stay at it. And it's more about thriving than surviving. Um, and that, anyway, that, that just struck me as one to remember. Thanks, Ken. Who's next? Yeah, um, I'm going to go also. So uh, one of, actually, it's, really recently um one of the favorite podcasts i actually hear so the advantage of me editing the podcast is i actually <laughs> get to hear them first <laughs> um, so um for me i also share this with my sister um this uh, the podcast about um dr tamara tamara R rosier tamara. Yeah. yeah tamara rosier yeah so she talks about um about adhd so I, 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 I mean, I, I, from what I heard, actually, I, I was diagnosed with ADHD as a child, and um, my sister's daughter was also have, I also has an ADHD, so it kind of, I kind of um hard to, growing up, it's kind of hard to like people telling me that I, I, I have ADHD, I can't focus or something. It's like they're telling that I'm broken or something so huh? from from that podcast i think um i um what i get what i got is she she said that uh there people with adhd are not broken but they are actually creative and that um we just have different ways of doing things and that uh we 
are not different from other people so um so yeah it really uh um gives me like um okay like a pat in the back or something that yeah, yeah we 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 are not we we are not different we um we have we don't have like a disease or something we just just how that's how we we are we are we're born with it so um so yeah so i also share it with my um my sister so yeah that we have same um sentiment regarding about it that uh we are able to handle adhd um kids so yeah that's it we yeah that was a great interview she was she really dropped some really gold nuggets for folks and i mean different different ways of looking at adhd than typically you hear so that was great rupert maria summer You're muted again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, one that really stuck out to me was actually one of the Moments with Maria podcast conversations that I had. And it's what I thought about, you know, kind of many times since I had the pleasure of chatting with him. And that was um, my conversation with Douglas Haddad. And he, for those that maybe haven't heard the podcast episode, is that he's a middle school science teacher, but he does a lot of writing and a lot of work educating parents on you know kind of how to connect with their children you know and, and a lot of the things that he's seeing um spending so much time with these middle school age children and it was interesting for me both because I used to be a middle school teacher but also as you know a parent of young children just to hear his perspectives on what he sees today's kids kind of struggling with and what their needs are um, and in particular we talked some about digital technology access and kind of the impact that that's having on kids um and you know that really gave me a lot to think about you know because we haven't really gotten to that point yet with our own kids my oldest is only four so we you know they don't have their own devices and we don't do a lot of technology yet but they're very little and um and i just really appreciated hearing his perspective and his thoughts you know you know on how that's affecting kids that are 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. And I'm grateful that I heard it while my kids are still little so that I can kind of think and chew on it. And, you know, my husband and I can discuss it for how we want to handle that as our kids get older. Yeah, Doug's a pretty special guy. What about you, Summer? Well, I have the privilege of publishing the podcast each week, so I have a little bit of insider information. So I chose one that happened a little more recently. Uh, it was episode 310. Uh, Vicki Winkler was the guest, and she's kind of like a go-getter. She, she does all sorts of things, as many of our guests do, but She's, I, I just related to her because she's got this, this marketing background. She's kind of like an entrepreneur. She likes to educate people, help people. She, you know, she was in the Peace Corps, if I remember. And so she's got like such a varied background that I really emulate or try to emulate, I guess. But one of the things that she talked about in her interview was um, something that actually relates to the Sandbox community about reaching challenged populations and how you have to 
I guess when people are in need, you have to make things simple for them. You have to make it comfortable, aesthetically pleasing. And so that's kind of what resonated with me. I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm behind the scenes. I'm the one that helps that helps create that platform that people see in the community. And so I guess that's to me what really connected the dots is that Vicky was talking about, you know, helping those populations come together, those people in need. And the community, the Sarabox community, the sandbox is where we're all going to be collectively joining together for that same purpose. Okay, one last question, unplanned, but you know, I can't pass up after you as a group because it's just too too juicy to pass up. So I'm thinking about each of the people that you spoke about to a person when I was interviewing them and afterward, um, you know, when we're done interviewing and we're just chit-chatting before we go, each of those folks have said, let me know if there's something else I can do to help you out or help the sandbox community. So if we were to, for the folks in the community, do an extended, I don't know if I'd call it a teaching thing, but maybe an extended conversation where you, so Rupert, pretend this, say that we get Tamara back in and you could be in a room with her, a virtual room, not at midnight, um, with her and she could talk about ADHD and have your sister and other people in there who are curious about that. Would you want to hang out for an hour or so and get to ask questions and learn more from her? Yeah, definitely. Because um, from after hearing her talk to you, I know that she knows a lot. Also, being an ADHD herself, so yeah, it yeah. Re would really help. Yeah, I would and definitely <laughs> prepare a yeah. lot of questions. Yeah, her. I just think it would be. I just think about having access to experts who told me they would come. They said, just let me know what I can do. When someone says, let me know what I can do, I don't take that lightly. I write it down. It's like, says will help. So, and Doug is one of those people, Maria. Mm -hmm. So is Bill. And so is Vicky. And I just couldn't think of, plus they're really nice people. I mean, really, they care about their work. They care about the world. And they want to help other people do better. So I think think what we can do offline is talk more about that and how to get other folks who might not be in the community but who want to participate in something like that on a more personal level um, and then invite those guys in for a, I would say a one-to-many but you know like maybe 25-30 people in the room with them on a Zoom call and then we could save it but it could be really cool because then you could get your questions answered more personally so what do you guys think should we ask the community about that Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to give each of you a parting word of wisdom or a a thought that you want to leave the team and our listeners with. Um, Rupert, I imagine as you go back to bed Saturday for you, really early. Um, but or anything you just want to leave people with to um, consider and uplift, perhaps. Um. Yeah, so maybe just um, keep on um, being positive always. So, I mean, uh, it can never hurt to be positive in all, um, in all the things that you do. So whether it's your dreams or your goals, so um, whenever there's a um, hindrance or 
any problem that will arise being positive will really help you that you know you can move forward so that would be that that's actually i was also doing for myself here so just keep on moving forward especially if you have a daughter or children that looking up to you yeah thanks and maria I think I would say be open to connection. I don't think we ever regret the time that we spent connecting with another person if we just make the time. Ooh, that's a good one. Ken? I would say something like, to, you know, to not be afraid to go journey to the creative shores of solutions. You know, you, you build a boat, you know, in your mind, and you, you travel to these, these distant ports that you may have never been to before. But creativity is lying around the corner, and that will solve a lot of things for you, whether it's what you need to say, what you need to write, what you need to produce or direct or create. But creativity is something we all share. And I think if you can dive back into when you were a kid and you could imagine anything was possible, that opens up the box for you. And so grab onto that lightning spark and do something with that creativity. And I think you're going to find you'll attract others that same way. That's powerful. And Summer? I guess one thing that really came to light about our lovely group here is that I can authentically be me. I don't have to make myself smaller or feel like I have to be somebody else. I can show up as I am. And I think that's one of the most important things about truly enjoying and trusting and loving the community that you're part of. Okay, that's a mic drop moment right there. So that is the end of the official podcast. Um, and I want to thank each of you for taking time out of your week and your day or night, whatever it is for you. Folks, if you're listening to this and you want to share it with someone else, we'd be super happy about that because we know that connecting in a community or connecting with people is easier if you have a sense about who is already there. And that's why it was important for me to let you know who's in my world regularly all the time. You know, it's so super simple to be the face of something. And people think, oh, you're doing this all yourself. No way at all am I doing this by myself. I lean on every person on this video screen. <laughs> I lean on them. Um, and as Summer mentioned, I come up with some harebrained ideas. And she goes, uh-huh, we could make that work. So I couldn't do it without that. And Ken comes up with creative things and Maria goes, oh, no, I get it. I can I can get your voice there. And Rupert, I give him these wacky instructions like, can you do this? And this kind of whacked out. Oh, we dropped tech on this. And then they're done and they're beautiful. And so I'm so happy we all get to be here. But if you can share this podcast with someone else. And really, we want to see you in the Sandbox community so that we can support you, you can support one another, and we can have this vibe of family get bigger as we go forth together. So with that, that is the end of this recording. Thanks. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast.
We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.